This is Psycho Psychic, Season 2, Episode 6. Alright, the date is September 12, 2017. I've accepted a new case as a private investigator. These recordings are going to be my main source of notes. Other devices are going to be for explicitly other projects. Anyways, I've gotten this case from a Mr. Lewis. His wife had passed a about three months ago, from what the coroner had declared to be a heart attack. However, Mr. Lewis seems to believe that she might have been poisoned. She had reportedly been feeling ill the months prior to her death, several doctor's visits backing up those claims. She had complained of fatigue, shortness of breath, joint pain, numbness of her extremities, things such as that. Apparently, the house had been busy with activity at that time, the adult children visiting the months surrounding Mrs. Lewis's death. I'm going to look at the house personally, see what I can find on the property although I do have my doubts about the poisoning. Mrs. Lewis had been ill, was farther along in life. I wouldn't be surprised at all if she had died of what was a natural heart attack. But if me investigating this matter, even if it turns up nothing, will bring peace to this man after losing his life partner, then I'm happy to help in any way I can. I would also like to take this time to talk about one case a colleague of mine, Dr. Rosabella Shelley, has asked me to look at since she should be calling any minute now. Rosie is a forensic anthropologist having archaeological experience that includes notable dig sites in South America and Egypt. She had consulted on some cases while I was with the FBI looking at bodies that were nothing but bits and pieces of skeletons. Although she is an expert in bones, she is not an expert on the behavior of people who put the bodies in the ground. Or around the ground in some cases, I suppose. Or away from the gr- You know what I mean. She has asked me to take a look at some photos, see what I can piece together from the scene as to the motivations. She's still completing her report from what I've heard, and... Oh, I guess that's her. Let's see what she's got. Hi, Mel. I just finished up my report on my findings. Is now a good time? Oh, yeah, I'm just driving to go see another private case right now, so I've got plenty of time. What did you end up finding? I emailed you some of the crime scene photos. What I found is that the victim had been female, approximately 5'10", based off of her femur and the tibia measurements. She has been in her early 30s based on developmental clues. I'm not going to bore you with the details. But I had found there were cuts across some of her rib bones that I had found, indicating that some sort of sharp instrument has been used. Foul play? Of some sort, yes. And I doubt the dismemberment kind, based on the bones that I had found, and didn't find, I believe, that those marks had been caused by a murder weapon. A knife, particularly. Mostly because there were no saw blade marks anywhere on the bones either. How long has she been out there? Considering the weather we've seen, possibly about six months. The decomp was greatly affected by the heat waves over the summer. There's all kinds of other long scientific explanations involving goop and bugs, which I know you haven't been fond of recently. But long story short, I think she has been stabbed several times in the abdomen and moved from the murder scene to be dumped in the forest. Okay, if she had multiple stab wounds and no sign of dismemberment or concealment, it could mean a few things. What about how the body was positioned? Well, that's the weird part. Of course you would come to me for weird. You're the queen of weird. Anyways, it's the way the body was positioned. You know how it was found in the middle of the woods, decomposed and everything? She seemed like she was face down in the dirt. Only the eye teeth had been removed before the death. They had instead been replaced inside of her hand which was then placed over her sternum in an upwards and open position, like the teeth were on display. Spooky. Maybe she was a vampire. Maybe. 
You seem to enjoy the spooky nowadays, so I'm sure you can figure it out. I don't enjoy it. It just seems to be finding me everywhere now. I'm pulling up for another case right now. I'll call you back once I've looked at those pictures and your full report and stuff. Okay. Take care of yourself, Mallory. Yeah, yeah, I will. She's just as bad as Clark sometimes, I swear. Anyways, I'm pulling into the driveway now. We'll keep this on for asking Mr. Lewis questions and for my walk through the house. And then she died, just like that in her sleep. So you believe that there might have been something else going on because... Well, that's the thing. In all those murder shows, you see deaths like this, the kind where they get sick slowly and the doctors don't know what to do because they've been poisoned by Drano the whole time. What if that's what's happened to her? So do you believe that one of your visitors may have done something? Slipped things into her food? Macho will never do that. Okay, look, Mr. Lewis, I know how hard the loss must be for you. How long were you guys together? About 40 years, unless you've got Right, so 40 years is a long time to just give up on someone and move on. I know you miss her terribly and that she shouldn't be gone, but I'm afraid she is. And I'm also afraid you might be trying to keep this all up because you don't want her to be gone. I'm still going to investigate for you because your concerns are valid, but you have to know that I'm here to investigate and point the finger at people. I don't want you to hurt yourself more than you're already hurting. Thank you, Dr. Algernon, but I'm sure I want this figured out. I don't want to have questions lingering around for years to come. Can 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 you say that again? Oh, thank you, Dr. Algernon, but I'm sure I want this figured out. I don't want to have questions lingering around for four years to come. Right. As long as you're sure. Shall I see the rest of the house? Well, of course you can. Well, let me know the master bedroom. Oh, okay. Oh my god! Are you alright, Dr. Algernon? Oh, I'm sorry I must have stepped wrong and stumbled back. It happens sometimes. I'm really clumsy. That's why I didn't make it in the academy, you know? <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so that was distressing. I saw... Well, to be honest, I don't really know what I saw. It was only for a second, but once I made eye contact and yelled, the thing vanished. Like it realized that I could see it and disappeared. It was sort of this white mass of a person. Pale, sort of wrinkled, but not necessarily in an old, decrepit kind of way. Like a naked mole rat, I guess. Or like those cats that look like, like chicken breasts when they're like laying down, you know. It's But its skin was so white, it was almost blue. Like with these long fingers that were all stretched out and hanging in front of it. It had a weird sort of oval head and pitch black eyes. Like human eyes, not any kind of alien nonsense. Mr. Lewis went in before me. If it was an alien, I'm sure he would have noticed it first. But he didn't see it, or at least acted like he didn't. Maybe because he planted it. Or maybe because he is an alien. Would it? No. You know what? Never mind. Never mind. Um, the, qu the question remains. What is it? Why could I see it? I'll have to do some kind of research, some kind of digging into this. If that thing killed his wife, it might want to kill him next. So this particular recorder is specifically for the Lorelei C. Curtis case. The date is September 13th, 2017.
Last winter, Lorelai C. Curtis had claimed to be possessed by a homicidal boogeyman, which caused her to bludgeon to death a couple that lived a few blocks from her. To dismember a neighbor's dog, kidnaps myself, Dr. Mallory Algernon, and to ram her car into Agent Clark Brisbane that called, caused paralysis of the lower extremities. She is also a psychic medium that can see and speak to spirits. I had initially been consulted because there was very little evidence of her committing the double homicide. However, during the course of my investigation, the notes of the previous agents were uncovered. Within those notes was a floppy disk containing security footage. Miss Curtis was seen walking in front of a convenience store, outside of her way home, towards the home of the couple. Then, about an hour later, we see her coming back into view with a large, dark coat on. It's oversized, covering her entire body, including most of her legs. It is argued that this coat was used to conceal the bloodstains on her clothes. However, the authorities have no motive for the crime. Miss Curtis claims that the motive was territorial. This couple had been performing a sort of summoning that night as they were being murdered. The whatever it was had possessed her, then bludgeoned the couple to death before returning home and dismembering the dog who had been noticed missing the next morning. As to what this thing is, how possessed Miss Curtis is, and how to sort of exercise her, I am completely clueless. I am only sure of her skills as a psychic, since she had knowledge of events she had no way of knowing. Unless she spoke to the dead. Or was possessed, I guess. Isn't that like one of the symptoms of being possessed? <clears throat> Anyways. All I know of this thing is that there are cases similar to hers across the world. Of almost phantom killers that are unable to be traced but cause an unbelievable amount of bloodshed. Miss Curtis claims that the reason why her case is any different is because she is a psychic and therefore has a more controlled experience. I'm afraid after months of research and looking, that's it. I would like to know the truth without speaking to Miss Curtis again, but I don't think that's going to last. Hey, Clark, you're looking dapper. Why do you have to say that every time I'm in pajamas? It's all I've been hearing for months. My humor is garbage. We all know that. How are you feeling? The usual. Frustrated? You would be too if you were stuck on wheels and asked every five minutes if you needed help. I know, and I would take over that frustration in a heartbeat. Stop being like that. So any new cases? Anything you need consulting on? A few. Rosie asked me to help with one. I always liked Rosie. She's sweet and she could take all your jokes and your attitude. That was only at work because everyone else was an idiot. She asked me to help with some behavioral aspects of her case is all body positioning. Huh. There's a million other contacts she has that can help with that. I wonder why... Clark. I'm just saying. She's sweet. She's cute. She's also just wanting to check up on me because she had rescued me from a kidnapping, Clark. It's nothing like that. <sighs> nothing like that yet. You're just thinking I'll let any female get close to me without having the Clark Brisbane stamp of approval. Well, do you blame me after last time? Has she tried to make contact with you? No. They're sitting out for a trial, though. I'll have to be ready to testify. With the whole truth? Of course not. Just enough of it. Enough of it so that she won't be too bad off? Have you considered that I'm just as angry as you? That I want her in prison just as badly because she's a killer, a soon-to-be-convicted kidnapper, and because she permanently put one of my best friends in a wheelchair because she wanted to live out some sick fantasy where we would Bonnie and Clyde into the sunset with ghosts and demons in tow? Can you, for two seconds, not see me as a love-struck fool? Nope. Because Lorelai wasn't the first bad decision you made. She wasn't a decision. She was a client. Nothing happened with her. We were just friends. Right. 
Is that why you're still hooked on to her murder case? Why am I being interrogated here? I'm hooked on it because there's a thing out there killing people and I intend to stop it. At what cost? At I, any cost that's morally justifiable. Right. I was afraid of that. That was Psycho Psychic, The Recorded Adventures of Mallory Algernon and Rosabella Shelley. The part of Lorelai C. Curtis was played by Madison Santiago Davis. The part of Dr. Rosie Shelley was played by Fiona McCarty. The part of Clark Brisbane was played by Aziz Blackburn. The part of Grandma Algernon was played by Aziz Blackburn. And the part of Dr. Mallory Algernon was played by Kayla Josephson. This episode was written, directed, and edited by Kayla Josephson, with a special thanks to Robin Josephson, Zoe Lynch, and Madison Santiago Davis. If, if you like that episode, be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, subscribe and like our show, and show it to your friends. Thank you for listening.